Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fultz, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we are covering Married at First Sight Australia, season nine, episodes thirteen through to sixteen. Now, Chris, we're still embarking on our catch up after a little hiatus, and we start with the, uh, I guess, episode thirteen was the commitment ceremony. So it's a good bookend the way they do these uh, weeks, isn't it? You know, you kind of get a commitment ceremony, get a dinner party, and those are the two best bits but uh where do you want to start with that commitment ceremony well there's quite a few things to unpack one of the things that stood out for me dave was sam finding out the ceremony when they were all back together that the five minute kissing sort of challenge a lot of the women had not done it and or you know like well i didn't really fancy it or whatever and then she decided to go around using some awful wording that so, uh, that Al had taken advantage of her and pressured her and stuff like that. And the judges had yeah. to step in, the experts, sorry, to step in. And like, she really, I, I couldn't understand it with this, Sam, because one minute she wants Al, she doesn't want attention from him. The next minute she's saying he's not giving her any affection. I, she's a very yo-yo character, but I just thought that was a really bad thing. She can be annoyed, but it wasn't like, Everyone was in on the joke, and Al's like, watch this, I'm going to get her to snog my face off for five minutes. He's going into it to blind as well. It's not like they've got any backstory to this. They're just given a piece of paper and said, will you do this challenge? So I don't, I don't understand the phrasing, and I thought a wording was awful. Yeah, I agree. And I, Basically, if you had no other frame of reference and she was relaying that information to you, so we'd seen what happened, and he was kind of like, well, you know, it is the challenge. I think we should have a go. That's sort of what we're on telly for. That's what pays for our hotel here that we're we're in or our apartment, if you like. But she was making it out, Chris, like he'd basically forced himself on her. Yes. I thought that, I, I thought it it got really kind of dangerous almost. And And to be fair, unlike other cases, you know, the group didn't particularly go after him. But, I, I thought it was bang out of order, to be honest. And I agree. I, I think she's all over the place. She's pushing him away. Then she's moaning about him not giving her affection or anything. Then she's she's rewriting history. This is what Beck did, wasn't it, from the yeah. last season? She, she rewrites history and puts a massive spin on it to tell her own narrative. And so I, I, I thought that was really uncomfortable that, and I'm glad the experts did call her out. But for me, Chris, they, they didn't go far enough in calling her out. No, the, I've got a big problem with the experts, David, and you know, I'm doing the quotation <laughs> fingers because as this goes on, they're fucking rubbish. They're absolutely rubbish. The judgment, the, what makes me laugh is it's like when they go to these meetings, when they have the dinner dates, They've not watched anything that's gone on, and they may not have, but they don't take people to task. I agree with you. There's plenty of, like Andrew and Holly, you know, Andrew, and, and I'm sort of segueing into that because Andrew is now left, we find out. Same, you know, he, mm. he had to go. There was no way them to go to her. Holly gets the floor to, to explain everything. But again, the experts just, 
they do not hold anyone to account. They sort of now and again will pull them and go, oh, it's a bit bad that. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think so. Like they pulled selling, didn't they, in the second or third episode? Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know, you can't do that. You can't call someone, you know, a, a crybaby and, and baby, all these sorts of other things. But they are there for reality purposes. None of them are experts. One of them's a sex expert, Dave. Well, that doesn't mean you're a relationship expert. It just means you can point someone in the direction of, you know, in fact, let's not say what I was going to say. But anyway, <laughs> basically, Dave, as they say in boxing, one of your O's has got to go. And that's that sex expert would be able to help them find it. But there you go. Alice, do you mean Alessandra? Alessandra, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I was going to say something really bad then. But anyway, forget that. Forget that. But yeah, the, 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 the whole dynamic of what they offer to the show, as it going on, I love the show. I absolutely love it. It's one of the best reality shows that you, that's on TV for me. And they add to it and they're needed. But I'm just sat there when they're having these like, conversations like, you know, oh, that's, that's terrible. And I'm like, fuck off. I bet none of you are, are, are great in relationships in real life. So so it works for the show. But the more it goes on, I just keep questioning every decision that they make. They're basically us, aren't they? But on TV instead of a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're giving their own opinion on stuff <laughs> with the only real insight being living a bit of life <laughs> and just <laughs> observing life, you know, that... They, they don't show themselves to have any massive insight into anything. And, and for me, they, they do miss a lot. Now, especially when they watch the dinner parties, you know, when it cuts away from the dinner party and they say, oh, no, that's, that's bang out of order. Again, they're, they're not offering a particular insight there. It's just like the rest of us. Everyone watching it can see exactly the same thing. It is like they've not seen the edit from the week. And so I can only think that is how it's how it's produced. You know, everyone's taking all of this footage. It must take ages. You know, the amount of footage that they take, and then the producers or editors will work with that and craft these different storylines from all of the footage and cut it all down. So if they're literally going through a week, collect, you know, filming all of this footage, they haven't got time to show it to the experts in quote fingers. Um, before they actually have the dinner party. So I, they don't particularly make it obvious. Uh, you know, there's no voiceover saying, you know, the experts have not seen anything that you've seen this week. It's just from their comments, they say, oh, they look quite well together or coming in separately or something's gone on there. And it's like, we've seen them have a massive blowout. So I I, I do agree. I, I think it... You know the the qualifications. I'd I'd like to know what they actually are, other than you know, like like us just having an opinion that's that's our own. But I tell you where I I think they could have stepped up a lot more. Chris is when Holly took the floor on her own, and you said about Andrew, he had to go. Well, Bryce last season had to go, and he kept hanging around like a fart in a fucking lift <laughs> so he's like no i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and then he comes back um at least andrew had the conviction to actually go and stay gone this time yeah i'm i'm with you on that he had to go he was a horrible horrible person in the end wasn't he dave you know absolutely he, he doesn't recognize that he doesn't see that no he sees that holly is emotional and irrational and screams at him that's what he sees so 
it's not like he thinks, oh, yeah, I've, I've misrepresented myself there. I should Best thing is I should go. He, he just feels hard done by. And the way everyone else goes at Holly was massively uncomfortable and, quite frankly, horrible, Chris. Yeah, and then Livia and Jackson, for some reason, they seem to be this, they're like, they're the hosts of the show at times because they're grilling people and they both go out. Holly. Now, it reminded me of the last season where we had Cameron and that, where, where they, they seem to spend time off camera, you know, in the gym and everything, like we'd said, where the guys get together, the girls get together, whatever. This stuff goes on when they were in the same compound. I've got a feeling, like we said this in the last episode, Andrew holds court. He's a great speaker. Selling even said it. I'm not a big fan of selling, but she did say he's a good speaker. Let, let her speak sort of thing. You know, when, when Holly yeah. had the platform yeah, and she was yeah. crying. And Olivia and Jackson did apologise later, but it felt to me like the producers had stepped in and went, you need to apologise, otherwise you're going to look fucking really bad. You know, maybe telling him, nudge, nudge, he is an absolute prick. I'm not a big fan of Holly, but she did nothing wrong in that relationship with Andrew. I think she she's fully aware of the, the, the platform she had of, of this. But however, in what we've seen, and we can't speculate off camera, Andrew's the one who's in the wrong. He had to go. Mm. It just amazed me last time when they both stayed. It was Andrew who said stay in that, and she did. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Just go. You know, you weren't. They weren't working from the get go. It's just more. Uh, let's stay on TV a bit longer. That's the only thing that gets me. If it was a genuine uh, call out sort of thing, but he's gone. He's a bell and she's gone. I think it, it couldn't go on for much longer because that was so toxic. And Olivia and Jackson, Dave. They're nice people, but I tell you what, when they're together, they've, they haven't, I've got an opinion on stuff, like I just said, and I don't like it. I really liked Olivia and Jackson, and I'm sure in the last batch of episodes we covered, I said I'd gone off for Olivia in particular a little bit because she seems a little bit judgy. Well, that yes. feeling of her being a little bit judgy has completely you know, uh, ramped up because they are really fucking judgy. And, and again, what I can't get is they all sat there in the commitment ceremony the previous week and they saw what a massive bell end Andrew was being. This group, Chris, are shit at reading stuff <laughs> because they did exactly the same to, uh, what's his name, Anthony, the previous yes. week. Yes. You know, Selling came in and she basically spun this whole web uh, and made Anthony out to be a total dick. And then by the time Anthony actually walked in the room, he had no chance. And actually by not fighting his own corner, he just made things worse for himself because everyone was just like, well, see, he's just a prick, as Selena <laughs> said. you know. And, and basically, Andrew did the same thing. He's like telling everyone exactly what they want to hear. You know, they've had a rocky thing and, you know, he, he's just... Uh, uh, they've he's prepared to, you know, try again, you know, and uh, Olivia in particular, oh, isn't he being so nice and everything? It's like you were sat there last week. So if you had no other contact, no, uh, no other frame of reference at all, you haven't met off camera in the gym or anything like this. You know, you saw him last week and you still like were, were prepared to like stick the boot into Holly, even though she's the one sat there on her own in tears. I thought it was horrible and, yeah. Fuck the pair of them, Chris. Yeah. 
with you, Dave, completely with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> God, God, I'll, just, that, Dave. I'll just get get back on the fence now. Usually <laughs> <laughs> me throwing them sort of uh, expletives out, Dave. But anyway, very good, very good. What about the... So, Dave, we go, we move into like the next episode. What about the new couple? So we get three couples and... They frame it as Bridezilla. I'm going to be honest now, because I know obviously we're two blokes here, and this is just my opinion, guys. So please tell me, and certainly email in cdrealitycast.gmail.com. But I don't think, and this isn't guy code at all, I think the three new brides individually are fucking horrid, Dave, at the moment. So Kate, Carolina, and Jessica, in their own way, from what we've seen and what we've seen framed on the TV, I don't think any of them are coming across in a good light at all. And in completely different ways as well. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, why don't we start with Kate and Matt? Yeah. Because, you know, Kate, she's, uh, she's a twin. She's spinning this whole sob story. She'd been called ugly and stuff. And it's like, get all the violins out. And uh, she's not been in a relationship before and this, that, and the other. You know, Matt had previously, hadn't they been married before? Six years, yeah, he's been married. Yeah. Yeah. So he had been in that kind of relationship. And then as soon as she claps eyes on him, fucking not interested at all. And, you know, they must supply her with a, a good amount of lemons because she looks like fucking sucking on lemons constantly <laughs> and just really <laughs> unimpressed. It's like compo from uh, Last of the Summer Wine has just walked in. You know, just some absolute toe rag who, uh, you know, she shouldn't be with at all. I don't know what her expectations were, Chris, but you know who she reminds me of? Morag from yes. uh, the UK season. And yes. she didn't say the words, you know, anything like, it's not exactly what I ordered, but... She kind of, you know, that's the the vibe she was kind of giving off. And so, you know, Matt, bless him, he's trying to, well, actually he's trying a bit too hard, I think. Um, you know, and when she's saying she's not really a, a touchy-feely person and he, he moves in a bit closer and starts rubbing her back and stuff, it's like, dude, just fucking back off. Do yourself a favour, back off a little bit, and that, that might help smooth things over but um yeah this couple have got no chance chris no and i'm with you dave and and i'm at first when we get introduced to kate i was like she's 38 someone's never told her they love her i was like oh fuck it i felt sorry for her i was like oh she's really vulnerable she said i got called ugly at school and everything and i was like this is terrible the poor girl has just gone through life then introduced a twin they've gone through a life you know completely back against the wall, people just absolutely browbeaten. And I was like, she deserves happiness. And then as it went on, I was like, I think people may have called her ugly, Dave, because of her personality. Exactly like you. That's I know it's a bad thing to say, but her uh, whole calling calling Kate. me ugly for my personality. No, no, well you no, you're not. But, uh, no, I mean Kate. I mean Kate. <laughs> no, I don't I, know, I don't I think it's a physical thing. I think it's a internal thing with her where her, she she's a pretty lady without a doubt but her actual inner monologue and, and the way she deals with things is terrible like like matt 
I mean, this is what I'm calling out the experts. You've got a guy who's fostered fucking 30, 40 kids with his ex-wife, six years married, and a woman who's never been married and says she's never been told she's loved. So that's there. A perfect match, Dave, to put them together. What an absolutely (laughs) perfect couple to put together. Fucking bollocks. But the whole way through... Matt's trying. I mean, he, I know he was doing like he was doing the bombs in the pool and everything, wasn't he? Like, brilliant. you know, Absolutely get the gun, exactly, <laughs> get the guns out. And she's just like, Meh. and I'm thinking, I think she wants some big gear head or something like obviously yeah. Daniel was yeah, talking about she, yeah. because she works within the gym and she's a nutritionist with her sister. It's either her and her sister have got such a toxic relationship. Neither of them could be happy because there's just a jealousy. When someone's introduced to someone, they put them down. I kept, I got that vibe, Dave. I don't know how, but because they're so in sync, it might be the honesty. I don't like him. I don't like whatever, the, her, whoever, you know, they're into. But as it went on, I was like, fuck me. And then Matt's going, <laughs> I kept his old 60s going, oh, yeah, yeah, she, she really enjoyed herself. I'm like, Matt. Look at the fucking face. She's not enjoying any of it. Anything Matt says, she you can see the hairs on the back of her neck are just yeah. great, and she's crawling, and everything he does, I just, I don't know what she expects, Dave. And to get to nearly 40, if it's genuine, and not be told she's been loved, she's going to have to take a look in the mirror, I think, at some point, because she's got to let her barriers down. She's got to be happy, and she's just not happy for some reason. She's really uptight. See, you know, you you had a bit of a pop at Alessandra before. Now, I actually think that the only way, the, the, the only chance these two have got of not being the, the dullest couple we've ever seen on this, because they just, they don't have any interest in each other and they will soon be jettisoned out of there, is if they have one of these challenges, you know, like the staring challenge or the hugging challenge or some, is it the melted hug or something like that? She goes to something like that, that, that helps them crack because I actually think if she did warm up to him a little bit in some way that he would actually back off a bit. But I think because she's so frosty, he's, he's trying harder and he, he's coming off quite badly, I think. I mean, I, I do appreciate Chris, you know, like you say, when he was doing his bombs and stuff, it's, it's good to see a dad bod on, <laughs> on one of these shows, isn't yes. it? You know, it's usually yeah. these gearheads, like you say, you know, pounding the gym every day. So, um, yeah, I, I think not liking uh, the chances of this couple, to be honest. But also... Um, well, to be honest, for the new couples, Chris, I don't think any of them have got a chance. I mean, we also meet Dion and Carolina. <laughs> now, my God, you know, making everyone wait for three hours. Come on. You're thinking this is going to be hard work, isn't it? I yeah. mean, not not in just like you have to put in a bit of effort. You have to put in an infinite amount of effort. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never going to be enough. And, and you know, he's a bit flash, isn't he? He likes his expensive things. Still think he looks like a bit of a fixer for the mob or something. But um, <laughs> that's what he looks like, isn't he? He's got, yeah. got that sort of Joe Pesci look. Yes, um, yeah. And, and I, I just think, you know, these two are not going to get on well at all. And, and predictably, they don't. Um, but, you know, later on, when we get to the dinner party, the couple might be there for other reasons other than the couple. So uh, so I'm enjoying the fact that these have been introduced. 
But uh, yeah, they they didn't really get on well right from the start, did they? No, and and I was fucking like, oh, my. I mean, they called her Bridezilla. That's how the actual voiceover <laughs> framed it. I don't think she was the worst of the three, to be honest, Carolina. I think it started off no. bad for her. And I was like, holy shit. I remember Sam being like 25 minutes, half an hour late to our wedding. And that wasn't her fault. We, we decided to get married when United were playing Leeds. So she got stuck in traffic near our, because we lived near Old Trafford, right near our house. I'm, I'm surprised you let that happen, to be honest. Well, no, I watched the game first. <laughs> I went in the pub. Oh, right, right. Okay. I, I went in the pub. The match was at half 12. My dad was a scene ticket holder and a brother and everything. Um, and... Yeah, I nearly got punched in the pub, actually, Dave, because I dropped a comment to some guy who looked like Super Mario, and he wanted to fight me, and I was like, I don't need to go to my wedding with a just black eye. any day. Yeah. Just come back tomorrow. Oh, you, you can punch, you, my face you can punch me tomorrow. We can have a fight tomorrow. <laughs> I had my full suit on, and I gobbed off to him laughing because he looked like Super Mario. I was something like, where's Luigi? And he sort of stormed up to the pub door, and I'm like, oh, no, we're going, aren't we? We're going to be fighting. I'm going to wreck my suit here. Before. But anyway, it didn't happen. But she was late, and I panicked then. But three hours, Dave, I think I'd have fucking gone home by then. I'd, I'd be sat at home playing on my bloody PlayStation or something if that was the case because he's got money and, and he's got a lovely set of teeth, Dave. I've got to give him that. He's got. I, I thought he looked a bit like Martin Kemp out of Spandau Ballet in certain um, angles, but so Sam was like, Span- Martin Kemp? I was like, yeah, just a little bit. But anyway, we, we didn't agree on that. <laughs> I, so I actually agree, right? <laughs> Except, oh, I know, I'm being an arsehole today, to be honest, Chris, but... but... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember TFI Friday? Yeah. And they had the fat lookalikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the witch version of Martin Kevin. <laughs> it's like, I'm Dion and I'm a fat Martin <laughs> Kemp. Yeah. So we saw, I'm glad you agree with me on that. But um, we, we did, it, he was a good guy. He's got the gear on and that. And she, she sort of, there was a point in in like episode 15 where she dropped a guard and was nice with him and they were having a good chat and she was she explained because she wouldn't tell him at the wedding she had a 16-year-old son. She was embarrassed and it was only one of his uh, friends who found out and then went to see him and his best man. And they were like, I don't want to tell him, I don't want to tell him. Then eventually it came out, but it was like, she, she you should never hide that. It, it doesn't matter what you you're going for you, you never it's hide your kids it's timing I, I didn't appreciate that actually i no. really didn't like the way her friends were trying to meddle she wasn't yeah. trying to hide it she was just it was the wedding day yeah you know she's just met this bloke she doesn't have to go hi i've got a 16 year old kid yeah I, I just thought it was out of order the way i mean they didn't break it to him in the end but they forced her hand they they made sure she had to tell him that day you know before they'd had a chance to you know actually try and get to know each other yeah so yeah I, I i didn't think she did anything wrong there let's face it though chris right they are not in the same league are they no not at all not at all not nowhere near dave let's be honest nowhere near but i think she's like he's got the money i think she wants the life that he can offer but she just doesn't find him attractive because he, because yeah, yeah. it was that off-camera conversation, which it was Sam who, when we watched it. Sam said to me, "She went, this, this has been caught by someone on a phone," and she was right because it was a little bit distorted mm. when she was saying about you're used to a certain kind of life and blah blah blah. And he was like, "I, I don't know what the hell you want." That wasn't filmed in 4K cameras no. re- ready, no, steady no. go. I think they picked up on that in between shooting whatever they were doing. So she, maybe she don't think she's good enough, or maybe she thinks that. 
you know, she wants this life, but she doesn't want to be a trophy wife. I don't know. However, Dave, she just doesn't fancy him. It's no, as simple as that. She and, and I think what she was saying, I mean, it was a brutal truth, but I, I kind of appreciated it. Um, she was just saying, like, a lot of girls will pander to you because of your money, but I'm not like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and he really did not like that. Um, you could see, you know, especially if the cameras were there, he probably stormed off or whatever, but he was, it's probably the first time he's heard something like that. Um, but yeah, I just think, again, this couple have got no chance. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. She wants, she wants someone with his uh, earning potential, um, but who looks like fucking Brad Pitt or something. Well, no, Dave. Who looks like Daniel. But anyway, let's talk about that, Dave. So <laughs> we get our final couple. And like you say, we'd had a, you know, Kate was a bit bad with Matt. Then D- Dion, you know, Caroline, as we've just discussed, and up steps Jessica and Daniel. So we meet Daniel first. He starts talking about himself. He's a, He's got massive biceps. He's a proper gearhead, Dave. He's in the gym. He's definitely taking them extra... Mexican supplements, Dave, 100%. Doing his prayers. Yeah, saying his <laughs> prayers and everything. But he looks good. And then he tells us the backstory about when he was 17 and his brother's 21 and his brother committed suicide. And you've got this traumatic, um, you know, background and stuff. And he's like, you know, I, I train. This is what I do. It helps me and all this. So, you know, he opens himself up for it. And then we meet Jessica. <laughs> and I thought we'd not seen a worse contestant than Andrew, Dave. And then Jessica turns <laughs> up and I'm like, oh dear. Oh fucking dear. She was horrid, Dave. Horrid. Yeah. I know I've digged out. And like I say, I don't want to just dig out the ladies. I'm sorry to everyone who's listening because it sounds like I'm being just a typical bloke. I'm not, but I'm only reviewing what I see. And the three ladies, unfortunately, at this point were bad. But Jessica was the worst of the lot, Dave. What a fucking horrid person. Yeah. And, you know, again, the way they played up there, both of their stories because Daniel had lost his older brother. Jessica had lost her older sister yes. to breast cancer. Wasn't yes. it? Sorry. I forgot that. Yeah. But the, the way they've taken the next steps, I think is, is quite telling. So Daniel's very much, you know, he struck out on his own. He's self-reliant, you know, and uh, Jessica's 27 and still living at home with mum and dad. And I think, it shows, I I, th- I don't want to, you know, I'm not a psychologist or anything, but you would think to go through something like that as a parent, no parent should have to do it, but that's what's happened. So you would think, you know, the, the daughter that's left is, is going to be so mollycoddled and given all the love in the world, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, I don't think it's ended up in a good outcome because she is a fucking horrible person. And, you know, she's definitely, as they say, you know, there for the wrong reasons. Or rather, she's making it obvious she's there for the wrong reasons. Got no real interest in Daniel, but she's a classic gaslighter, Chris. She is a classic. Like, she'll see a certain situation. And then, you know, the whole thing of calling Daniel a little bitch, you know, and just repeating it to anyone who will listen, I think was just horrible but the reality was you know she she was just all through that whole wedding 
and you know Daniel had caught her talking to her mate and she about how much she fucking hates him <laughs> it's like for fuck's sake um yeah I think she came across quite badly but fucking hell Chris we've given her a little bit of stick uh over the season for a few different things but uh Dominica comes to the rescue it's like what I was saying last week about you know sometimes you just need uh, you know, a blunt instrument to someone who's a bit of opinion, bit opinionated to go in there. And I had to say, I appreciated that Dominica actually called her out, you know, and not yeah. straight away. She, you could see she was quizzically looking to see, well, this isn't right. You know what you're saying here. And, um, you know, no, I think she needs to get her own house in order as well with Jack, by the way. Might come back to that. Uh, yeah, but, I was going to um, say, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the impression that Jessica hasn't heard anything like this. She's not heard it from her parents. She's not heard it from her friends. Her friends probably know that she's a bit of a drama queen, um, but, you know, just pass it off as, oh, that's Jessica, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um and just, you know, get over it very quickly. Whereas, you know, Dominica actually calling her out. You can see she just kept storming off. First, she went to the other end of the table. Then she went out of the room. I'm like, fucking get in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And I'm with you. I'd say I've not been a massive fan of Dominique. I don't really like Jack either. I think he's playing a fake good guy, Dave, a partner, a husband. But um, what was weird was when the next day after they got married and they were at like this golf course setting on country manor and she sat in bed and she took her extensions out and everything. I didn't even know it was Jessica. <laughs> She's got curly wavy hair, which is just past her ears sort of thing. And it a bit of a mullet really. And I said to Sam, she was talking to him and I went, I'm sorry. And she had a makeup. And I went, who the fuck's that? And Sam went, I think he's that Jessica. And I went, is it? And she went, it, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is actually. Sorry. Yeah, she took her. And honestly, when she's got her hair in and she's done up, I'm not saying like it's false advertising, but I didn't know it was her. I thought she was a new contestant. I've not seen Dave. You know, like, <laughs> I'm on my phone or something. So she went after Daniel. And I don't, from what we've seen so far, there's a point where things might change. And I think he may be playing us. He might be playing us, which I'll talk about in a sec. But He's done nothing wrong up to that point, up to the end of episode 16. There was just one bit where I was like, oh, yeah. But she was just horrible the way she spoke to him. And Dominica was absolutely right to go after him, uh, go after her, sorry. And she went at the other end of the table, hands up, who struggled with and didn't like the partners, who's done this. And as soon as she got them home truths, exactly what you've just uh, said, she fucked off out and left. And it was a Bryce, Dave, on it. It was another Bryce. Yeah. Oh, I don't like yeah. listening to the truth. So I'm <laughs> fucking going now, you know, and, and I'll, I'll come back in when I feel uh, that you're going to stop talking about me. But she's in for a rocky road if she carries on the girls. And it's quite interesting that Dominique has seen that from that one dinner party, the two, mm. one, two hour interaction, the way she spoke to him was, was, was just awful. And the poor guy was at the other end of the table. However, Dave, you know, we talked about Carolina and her type. That was a bit naughty, the fl <laughs> flirting between her and Daniel, wasn't it? Look, I, I, I'm not, I'm certainly not the one to uh, promote infidelity. But at the end of the day, right, they just met their, like, fake other half a week ago. Yes. And they're not getting on with them. And then we saw about 
30 to 60 seconds of them two just getting on quite well. And so it's not, it's not the same as like a real life marriage or something. What I saw with Daniel and Carolina was actually, they were just kind of getting on. There was some chemistry there. And, um, you know, I'm thinking, Rub it my hands, thinking, oh, it's just going to go off next week. <laughs> but like you said, if this was a real-life situation, yes, definitely naughty, definitely out of order. But it's like, especially fucking Daniel, you know, Jessica's been a right see you next Tuesday. And then you go and have a conversation with someone else, and then you're thinking, oh, quite like this person. You know, yeah. it's not like the other twat that I'm lumbered with. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to vilify either of them uh, for, for actually having that conversation. But, you know, these, these uh, producers are not silly, are they? That's, that's the little nugget. And hopefully that's going to uh, bear fruit next week. Oh, fuck it. I hope so, Dave. From a viewing point, and I know we're slightly <laughs> yeah. behind, but from a viewing point, fuck me, I want there to be fireworks. I, I think Jessica <laughs> would come capping and back to Daniel panicking, even if it's just for the show. You know, like, oh, my God. Oh, she just wants uh, five minutes of fame, no no yeah. doubt. Uh, or 15 minutes is the, is yeah. the saying, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, so if she feels like her position is under threat. But I, I don't know. I, I just... I think she's another one she just wants to be pandered to. Um, a bit like Andrew as well, just saying like, well, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. You know, I'm just going to say what I want. There's a difference between that and just being a massive fucking knob <laughs> and yeah. offending everyone, you know. So, um, so yeah, I can't wait, Chris. But, um, I mean, quickly, I, I don't have too much to say on some of the other couples like, uh, Selena and Cody, I, I think they looked like they had a bit of a uh, a better relationship. We saw they they'd sealed the deal, Chris. Yeah, they consummated the marriage at one point. But then again, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I'm not really buying it. I don't think there's there's a lot there. Um, anything to say about them too? No, she did start crying, and and the the, ju- the judges, the key on the fucking judges, though, the experts <laughs> started saying she confronted him over something at the dinner table and he just completely ignored her. She was crying and he was just like, what, what was that over there? Was that a pigeon flying outside? And the poor <laughs> girl's on his fucking left shoulder crying and she's dabbing her eyes and that and he just was not interested. So he's emotionally disconnected. I know they said they had sex. Uh, Sam and Al had sex as well, but they were really affectionate like a proper mm. couple would be. Touchy-feely. She was even laughing at him doing a fucking shoey, Dave. Now, the first fucking know, episode. around. Exactly. What, what a... Um, maybe she's just letting her guards down. Good for her. I mean, Tamara and Brent are not going to last. They, they're always fucking... Too fiery, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, too fiery. There's always something going on. Ella and Mitch, there was a bit of there. They had a bit of a, a coming together with the uh, experts. But the one, again, that sticks out more. Sorry, sorry before, before we get to the one that I know you're going to get to, I, I was glad they called out Mitch for his fucking shitty behaviour at the dinner party. Yes. Because I, I, don't, I don't know where that came from. But I again, maybe it's this fake nice guy thing. But 
he was just a massive knob at the dinner party, wasn't he? So it was good that they actually called them out. And the other thing I'd say is, I know you keep wanting to call them judges. Well, Chris, they're as much judges as they are fucking experts. So <laughs> I think I think we can all forgive you for that one. Okay, thank you. So, thank you. <laughs> so, um, so, the, so the last couple that you were about to get to before I rudely interrupted you. It makes a change. I'm usually interrupting you, Dave, so sorry. Um, it's, that's that's look, true. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> there's plenty of people tell me that. So, so, But also, Selin and Anthony, they, these two have just got to go. They're not compatible. It starts again, doesn't it? Anthony's talking to... He was talking to Selena, actually, wasn't he, at the end of the table because she was upset. And then mm. Selin just goes at him and across the table, and he's just... And then he did say to her, you are not emotionally ready to have a relationship. You are just not. It was about fucking time again. I was, was like punching the air. I was like, get in, actually fucking tell her. You're right. But whether you're right or wrong, it doesn't matter. Fucking fight your corner. Yeah. Yeah. Fight your And, and you know what's weird is when you, we do the research for these episodes, so we watch them, we make notes, don't we, and everything. And then like we, we come together to do it. This has obviously been filmed ages ago. I'm not naive to think it was filmed last week and we, you know, we, we, we think we know that, but there's loads of stuff online. I'm not about the, I haven't seen anything, but when you put in like Married at First Australia, there's just the articles. So I'm like, no, 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 I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And I know it's easily accessible, but these two, Dave, if I reckon if Anthony said to it, to her, I'm going. And I don't know whether he'd be the same if Selling said she was going. I don't know whether they'd have that little off camera discussion of, Shall we just try and ride it out a little bit until the you know the um, the commitment ceremony? So we're on the show for a bit longer because they had the potential of every single one there for me. They felt like they were the leaders of the whole series. Two people who strong will, but they've got life experience, and it's nothing. I think Andrew thought he was going to be the leader of the whole crew, and he wasn't. He was just such a cop. But Anthony Selling had that sort of likability about them in the first episode where you thought these have got a real good chance. And, and the more it's gone on, it's just toxic. They just cannot be together. She has real resentment towards him. He doesn't want to fight for himself. Like say he finally spoke up this episode. They've just got to draw a line under it. I mean, I don't necessarily think he's completely innocent, but what we've seen on camera again, unfortunately selling she she goes at him, doesn't she? She really goes mm. at him and he's give it a back. And I'm like, you don't work guys. You just chalk and cheese. Just call it a day and let's see, bring, either bring someone else in or just leave the experiment. I, I guess two things that, that come to mind with that, and I might have said this before, but this season strikes me more than any other how desperate everyone is to stay on camera. Yes. <laughs> they'll get on there. They fucking hate each other. And then they're like, Stay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm give well, it a go. Said, you said nothing, nothing that made the edit anyway, that, that is anywhere remotely that you care about this other person, but you're going to stay because you want to stay on camera. It's yeah. just unbelievable. So if selling rights stay next time, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm going to hit the roof, Chris. But, um, <laughs> But but selling treats Anthony like they have been married for years, and she has just 
you know, harbored and nurtured this resentment about him. Like every little thing he does annoys her. <laughs> it's like it's like they've been together for ages. So I agree. These two, they have to go. Now I, I thought maybe Anthony and Holly might have uh, might have hit it off, but I, I think their personalities, you know, would see them just be re- more respectful and just try and make it work with the person that the experts have uh, paired them up with. Yeah. But um, I, I can't see that happening now. And uh, of the new couples, I mean, I, I don't think uh, Anthony will be suited to any of them as well. So, yeah, the one plus point I would say for selling, she was the only person back going back to episode 13 that actually stood up for Holly um out of all the group and yeah so i did did appreciate that well done for that but um but apart from that in terms of a relationship with anthony it's just horrible yeah it's all over dave all over anyway dave we're catching guys we are beavering away we're catching up on our backlog we will be back to full service at some point next year but uh, <laughs> no we will we're trying our best so if only we weren't covering three seasons uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know who decided to do that dave do we eh? so we've got another show we're doing very soon as well aren't we my friend so yeah um, yeah <laughs> but anyway if you want to support us on social media at CD Reality Cast. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow uh, follow us, if you want to support us a little bit more, get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. So the famous Dave roll call of honor is Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Noreen, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Katie, Dee Dee, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. Lovely to say that again. And Dave, it is Love is Blind, episode two, incoming for all our listeners. Yeah, need to watch it first, but uh, <laughs> we, like I say, we are going we are going for it, and we aim to be caught up pretty soon. So exactly. it was good, though, to get back. This this one is currently still my favourite, Chris, oh. uh, Married at First Sight, and, um, yeah, you know, we've, we've only got the six hours of that to watch, haven't we, to catch up on? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, you oh, decided to have a sake. fucking birthday party, Dave. A, a birthday around this time. Disgraceful from Samantha. But there you go. Okay, what else is... Did you see uh, someone posted it on Facebook? Um, Temptation Island is coming on. I know. Well. It's like, oh, oh, my God. Right, we are definitely not doing four seasons. We need no. some of these uh, to close off. <laughs> you know what I was laughing at before we go is when we in that last episode we recorded for Wet Away and it's like I'm talking going the thing is I'll agree with you because Dave's the anchor who says like you're the, the one who says well we cannot physically do it we haven't got time and I'm like no we haven't I'm with you Dave but as soon as you give me the green light I'm like yeah let's do it you know because I'm just such a fucking um, a flake I? absolutely as soon as you say I'll go all right, Dave. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's work out some times. But we, <laughs> until you give me the red light, it's fucking... Uh, the green light, sorry. We're on red. We're on red for that. And I love Temptation Island as well, but there you go. It is good. I mean, the last season wasn't great, was it? It was, it was just that one guy who made it a bit interesting, but the With first the two season, seasons yeah. were absolute yes. gold. Yeah, um, they were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not doing it, Chris. We're not doing four. <laughs> Are you sure? But anyway, yeah, yes. 
I'm always right. trying to convince myself. <laughs> as soon as you watch that first episode, you're going to be like, we need oh, to I'll cover this. In. I yeah. will be in. I know you I will. I think you will. We're not doing four. No, no, no. All right, we'll do four then. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> oh, nice, mate. Oh, nice. Anyway. Right. Time to go, Dave. So I will see you next time, my friend. Bye now. Bye.